And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Doc Manson and Doc Manson, have you ever been knocked unconscious? I don't think so, DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. I mean, unless you count... And kids, I'm not I'm not recommending this. I'm not saying it's a good idea. Unless you count drinking so much that you don't remember periods of time. That's happened to me exactly once in my life. Um, me too. I didn't even have a migraine afterwards. Not a migraine. I'm sorry. A hangover. Um, but... Um, I, th- I think that's the closest I've come. How about yourself, DC Matthews? Have you been knocked unconscious? Um, I, I have. I have drank to excess once, and I was dropped on my head slash neck and shoulders during a wrestling match once, and hmm. I, I have vague recollections of the match ending right afterwards. But I couldn't give you, like... Is that what uh, wrestlers might call a stinger? It might have been a stinger. It, um, I, you know, I went to the, the doctor afterwards to get tested for a concussion. I did not have one. Good. Um, they, said, they said something about having a very thick skull helped, which I was like, okay, I don't know if that's a compliment or not, but thanks. Um, but yeah, like, I don't... I remember... I don't remember very much afterwards. The 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 aftermath of that match is a little okay. Oh, so what what brought on the question? Um, well, you haven't watched wrestling, so true. It's it's again. It's it's time to play everyone's favorite game. DC catches Doc up on the world of wrestling, um, and and truthfully, in the car coming home, I was like, I don't want to talk about this, but let's let's at least discuss it briefly. Um, I see what you did there. Let's discuss it briefly. Oh, Ah, accidental pun, not intended. Um, But yes, Brie Bella uh, was doing the yes kicks, and um, somehow, some way, let's not get into the details of it, uh, but kicked Liv Morgan in the face and head region, and and she crumpled. Like at, At one point, people were talking about it, and I said... And I regret this now. I was kind of like, maybe it was all part of a storyline. And then I actually went back and watched it. No, she just, she crumpled, obviously, you know, if not unconscious, definitely dazed to the point where her body just collapsed on her um, and needed to be. A scary moment for any professional athlete, right? Yes, both both in terms of the person receiving the move and the person giving the move. Mm. So scary for everybody involved. So that's been kind of the talk of the town. I'd have to have my head under a rock not to be aware of it. I mean, as you know, I get most of my wrestling consumption through gifts on Twitter these days. And, and yes, certainly Monday, Tuesday, you could not look at my Twitter feed without seeing uh, that particular sequence over and over and over again, and to a lesser extent, uh, a, a sequence, I guess, in which Brie also delivered what is being called a stiff forearm uh, to Ruby Riot. I, I don't know if that's fueling anybody's fire these days as well, but... 
did do, do you see the follow through where Ruby just got in the ring and for a couple of seconds kind of beat no, the crap out of that I did not see Brie Bella. Um, so, so maybe that was there was there was a there was a stiff forearm and Ruby Riot uh, did not tag herself in, just came into the ring and seemed very much like she. I won't say took some liberties, but delivered a couple of more legitimate shots to kind of reinforce the point that, like, we get it. We we can move on now. Let's let's stop this stuff. So, has there been any talk of blowback on Ms. Riot for 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 potentially taking liberties? Not that I am aware of. Not that I'm aware of. I, again, I don't think it was. Uh, you know, it wasn't. I don't think it broke. I didn't notice it at first. I had to go back and watch it again. So it, it fit in with the match and such. I think, Ruby, if anything, Ruby kind of, you know, took a moment to defend herself and her team. Um, the reason I bring it up is this. Obviously, we wish Liv Morgan um, all the best. In, of you course. Know, but I wanted to ask you this question. It's 2018. We are approaching Evolution, which is at the end of October. So it's about a month away. Um, I know what your answer is going to be personally, but I'm I'm hoping to get more of an objective opinion from you. Um, is there a need for Nicole and Brianna Bella in WWE right now? I mean, the answer is yes. I mean, the company wouldn't still employ them if there wasn't a need to have them. But what is the so? What is the need? Is it total divas Absolutely. slash total bellas? That show, like it or not, is a successful reality program, and half of what that show is based upon is the fact that they are professional wrestlers. So you've got to have some professional wrestling. And to be fair, um, you know, I've never been a big Brie Bella fan. Nikki Bella, I will acknowledge has, you know, improved her skills over time. Am I a big Nikki Bella fan? No, I don't think I ever will be. But, um, you know, I I do think in comparing the two sisters that Nikki definitely seems to have more skill in terms of, uh, you know, the athletic and skill set that you would expect from a professional wrestler. Um. So, I don't know. There's a need for the Bellas. I, I, I understand why they are there. But do they need to be wrestling so much? Personally, I, I, would, I would say no. But, again, for the sake of discussion, I do certainly understand why the company has them to continue to. <clears throat> What's interesting is that Brie Bella is in that weird sort of rarefied legend air that she's been on Raw and SmackDown these last few weeks because she's on SmackDown teaming with Daniel Bryan to feud with The Miz and Maurice, but then she's on Raw because she's teaming with her sister and Natalia, and now it's going to be um, the Bellas and Ronda Rousey versus the Riot Squad and at Evolution. I, which not I, to cut you off, which is exactly what I just did, but it just popped into my head. Like, you know, obviously on this show, if you've listened to DDT Wrestling for a while, folks, you know that I have been critical of certain talents in the past. The one that comes to mind is Seth Rollins, right? I've always talked about how he, you know, he had a string there where he injured John Cena, he injured 
um, someone else. But then also, you know, obviously that awful buckle bomb that seemingly has ended the in-ring career of uh, Sting. Uh, I've obviously, mm-hmm. I, I've given Seth Rollins a lot of flack over the years. I'll I'll cop to it now, to the idea that, you know, part of that was just for the show. Uh, controversy creates cast, you know what I'm saying? But, um, yes. you know, the thing with Seth Rollins is, while, okay, he had a streak of bad luck there, <sighs> injuries can happen to the best wrestlers, or not happen to, but can be caused by the best wrestlers, I guess is what I'm saying. So, although I understand Brie Bella, again, has never been considered a tour de force in the ring, and I think it's very easy for wrestling fans to want to, you know, jump on her and say, oh, it's dangerous, she's never been any good, she's been doing this for 10 years, at this point she should be out of the ring, but again, I just want to, I guess, make that point that if Seth Rollins, who ostensibly is one of, if not the, greatest wrestler in the world today, if he can injure someone, it can happen to anyone. You know what I mean? You're in the heat of the moment. Mm-hmm. You're in Absolutely. the match. You're in there doing the dance. You're doing the tango with your partner. Things can happen. It's just the reality of the business. So I I hesitate to come down too hard on Brie Bella. Hopefully my earlier explanation, you're convinced that I don't have any special love for her because I, I, I don't. But at the same time... I didn't right, need but at the to same ask. time, I think, <laughs> you know, it's too easy just to come down on someone as being unsafe, unprofessional, shouldn't be there, etc. I mean, let's face it. Okay, so she's never been great, but can you point to any other person she's ever really injured? No, people are bringing up the suicide dives from a few weeks ago. And and what I the point that they're trying to make is a it's the Bellas, and it's it's fun and hip to make fun of the Bellas. Oh, and to don't I Bellas. know it. The entire weekly wrestling news was based on that fact. Uh, I think the point many people are making are Brie Bella wrestles on Raw and injures people. Brie Bella wrestles on Raw and can't do a suicide dive. Sasha Banks and Bailey don't wrestle on Raw. Bailey's Bailey's contribution to Monday Night Raw last week was giving a Bailey and Belly suplex to one of that, the Singh I mean, brothers. Okay, so don't get me wrong. Like, I get it. There's reason to be upset that your perfectly well-deserving, decent wrestlers are not being featured on the show. But that's always been the case. There are plenty of people you can point to who should be on my television more who are not. Well, then let me ask you that question. Let's take it in that direction. Because, again, I think pretty much every podcast this week has talked about um, the Brie Bella-Liv Morgan incident. So let me ask you this, Doc Manson at Doc Manson. Who is a talent you don't watch, or at least you don't watch all of it, but who are some wrestlers on the WWE roster that might encourage you to watch some more if they were a more active part, I, I'm Asuka. giving you Oscar. Let's, let's just Asuka. put that on the table. Oh yes, let's put Oscar on the table. But who else? Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, who else? What's Cesaro doing these days? 
Erdemar. Have they actually been on television? I know they've been off for a while. Yeah. Um, he wrestled last week on SmackDown. He wrestled Kofi in a great match. This week, it was Sheamus versus Big E. They're feuding over the tag belts. They're going to wrestle in Australia, which we will need to preview. Do we preview it this week? Maybe we preview it next week. But I think, actually, we might have to talk about it this week because it's October 6th, which is, is that a Friday? I don't know. It's possible. (laughs) All right. Yeah, I'm not looking at the calendar. I'm looking at the roster because I want to be able to answer your other question. Okay, no, never mind. It's a Saturday. October 2018 is a Saturday, so we can preview it next week, all 10 matches that are currently announced. Uh, We can preview that next week so people have it before the Super Showdown. I don't know if we need to do predictions and productions because it's not uh, an official pay-per-view. It's more. but, But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um. All right. Yeah. But Cesaro, Cesaro about, is there. What about Sanity? Um, What's Sanity been doing? I'd like to see Sanity. Nothing. I'd like to see more Chad nothing. Gable. Same. I know he's been around a little bit more recently with our buddy Bobby Roode, but he wrestled. This I debated making this my piece of positivity. Um, he wrestled a match against Connor of the okay. Ascension. And lost. Amazing. Connor, I, I believe this was like the Ascension's first win on TV in over I think over it was Connor's years. first win. I feel like somebody... Maybe that was it. Has, Maybe the Ascension uh, is one. I feel like we were celebrating Ascension's first win in two years not that long ago. Um, All right. But um, but yeah, so he wrestled Connor. He's, it's, he's back to being the goofy part okay. of the tag team. Well, I mean, that's okay. So... Um, it, is it ideal? No, but as opposed to him wrestling on main event like Mike Kanellis oh, is, is Mike Kanellis is wrestling that. on main event. Did not know Mike Kanellis was back. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm going through the list here, just looking at people that I would want to see more of. I know. I, I got worried. I was like, oh, this is a nice direction. And as you started talking, I'm like. This is going to lead into him saying he doesn't like many people well, on the roster. Well, the thing is, I mean, it is sort of leading that way, but except for people who are legitimately, like, injured, like Sami Zayn, yeah. The big show. Um, I think he's <laughs> just retired, really. Like, there's not too many people, actually, who I feel as though I am lamenting their absence. Um, would I like to see more Tyler Breeze and Fandango? Sure, but again, I think one of them is injured. Um, yeah, Fandango. Ty is. Dillinger, I mean, don't be wrong, I always enjoyed watching him wrestle, but... He won okay. on SmackDown. But I, he wrestled Shinsuke I don't know and won that by he's DQ. really going to amount to anything. I, I, I don't know. Like, I'm looking through this list, and honestly... It's probably a pretty common thing for people to say, oh, it's they've got the biggest roster of all time, and how can they even use all the talent? But actually, I'm, as I'm going through here, I think like the only big exceptions are people that I feel like aren't really being used are ones that we've already mentioned, and that'd be Asuka, Bailey, and Sasha. Because like, even like Bobby Lashley, he's doing stuff. 
Bray Wyatt was recently with doing his hype. stuff. Oh with yeah, his Leo. Hype man. Leo, Leo, Leo. I Leo. mean, Dana Brooke. I I would like to see more of, but even her, I feel like has been wrestling a little bit more recently. Revival, I know, just had a good match. Um, really, oh, I'm so I'm going through good. this list, and with the exception of like Sanity and the ladies that we've already mentioned, everybody here is being regularly featured on the show. So I don't know. Is that wrong? No, I'm just I'm I'm sitting here silently because I'm like one of these days it's just we're gonna start the show and I'm gonna start on a wrestling topic and you're gonna say I have an announcement to make we're changing this to DDT needlepoint I don't, I don't do needlepoint well we can talk about whatever okay. it is you do DDT mulching <laughs> but I mean. All the champions clearly are being featured. Aiden English, he's on they're, television. They're featuring Occam Razor. They're on television. Alexa Bliss, television. Alexander Wolf, we said Sanity. Almas on television. Apollo Cruz, whatever. Um, Baron Corbin is on television. Bailey, welcome to DDT Wrestling. <laughs> Doc Manson, but really, Bo Dallas, Bobby Lashley, Bobby Roode, like. Buddy Murphy, I know he's on 205 Live, but even he's doing something these days. I, he's going to wrestle in Australia. And spoilers, he's going to win the Cruiserweight like the title in Australia. With the exception of people like... And even this, actually, it's not, a, it's not an exception. Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel were recently tag team champions. Like... Maybe the point we're making, it's, it's not necessarily that... Maybe the point that I'll try to spin this positively... It's not that you're looking at the roster and realizing there's not a lot of talent that you like. We're looking at the roster and realizing WWE doesn't do a bad job of featuring people on that, TV. That's, you actually, think that's about exactly it. the point I am making. Um, everybody always likes to complain yes. about there's three hours of Raw, there's two hours of SmackDown. It's the most talented roster they've ever had. They can't make room for everybody. I'm looking at this list. And they're actually doing they're make, a pretty they're commendable a job making room for all of these people. Yeah. Yeah. Luke Harper was a tag team champion for much of this year. When Eric Rowan got in, injured, I think people wanted him to immediately start wrestling Shinsuke for the U.S. title. But he's not. So there's a couple of weeks where we're kind of wondering what he's going to do. I mean, like the biggest hole do, on the roster but, I'm seeing maybe is Luke Gallows and Carl, Carl Anderson. I have no idea what they're doing. and. Mm. And there are going to be some people who, forgive me, but fall through the cracks. Those two guys really could just show up as either Finn Balor or AJ Styles muscle. They could be on television every week as part of a stable, and it would make no difference. But they could just as easily be there as not. Like, Sure, sure. They could be showing up at AJ's house to defend his family against Samoa Joe. Because Samoa Joe went to the like I'm like oh we're doing Lana's the house being thing used. Uh, she is. She and Aiden English apparently had one night in Milwaukee. Oh boy! Did you hear about? Did you hear about that? I did not. Uh, Aiden English came out to explain himself and said, you know, 
basically it's all Lana's fault. He, they were doing great. They were doing all of these things. He helped get Rusev Day over. Now Lana's ruining it. And, you know, Lana's not always being honest with you. Don't you remember, Lana, that one night in Milwaukee? And I don't huh. think it went anywhere because <laughs> I kind of muted it after that. I was like, I mean, we're doing okay. this again? Rusev better throw a damn fish if we're doing this <laughs> I don't this remember again. the last time I saw the colognes or our truth on my television. Oh. Watch SmackDown. Just the yeah. first ten minutes. It's the greatest talk show I've ever seen. What is it? Truth TV. Okay, so there you go. They're even using our truth. He 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 beat the Miz a few weeks ago, and in our truth's mind, you if I beat you and you're a champion, I take your title. You don't have a title, you have a talk show, so I'm taking the talk show. That's fantastic. And there was a dance break. Carmella is a babyface now. What? And she was with him. Like, R-Truth and Carmella are this, like, odd couple duo. They were, like, sitting there. They interviewed Daniel Bryan, who is legitimately, legitimately cracking up the entire time. Awesome. I'm not, t- I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. I'm serious. <laughs> it's ten minutes of some of the great Wrestle Silly I've seen in a while. Where's Shelton Benjamin? So, I, would, I would be interested. Maybe I will need to do this. I will need to crunch the numbers. I would like to know the percentage, because I bet it's less than... 20% yeah. of the roster that is actually not featured, and it's not for a reason. Like, I'm not going to count Sami Zayn. He's injured. Right, right. Yeah, because honestly, but I'm going through this list. healthy, could wrestle. Yeah. Yeah. No, don't get me wrong. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad we turned this. I mean, if you want to appease me, uh, let's get Roman Reigns out of that championship. Let's put Braun Strowman there. And then I don't think I've got really anything to complain about. Like, all their champions right now are awesome. AJ Styles, great champion. Ronda Rousey, I know a lot of people are questioning, you know, her because, you know, especially in light of the Brie Bella thing, you know, you look at some of the moves that Ronda's doing and maybe you're thinking, well, maybe she's taking a little too seriously or she's going to end up hurting someone just because of how legitimate she looks, but I don't know. I think she's doing a great job igniting interest. Becky Lynch, nobody can complain about that. Seth Rollins, everybody loves Seth Rollins. Shinsuke, eh, at this point, I could take him or leave him, but, you know, he's talented. Dolph and Drew, great champions. The New Day, okay, well, everybody can be a six-time people, champion. People like them. You, do, you don't like them, but you can agree that They're a lot of fine. people do. They're fine. They're fine. Cedric Alexander, well, I'm never going to watch that show anyways. <laughs> Even though it's on before NXT, have you watched NXT? No, I have not. Have you seen any of the Mae Young Classic? No. What are you watching? Because I know you have to be watching something. Is it just all horror movies? Um, No, but I am spending a lot of time um, recording, editing, um, writing, etc. So that's taking up a lot of time, actually. And... Um, when I am watching something, like, the current hole that I have fallen into is One Punch Man. So, uh, that's pretty good. The, the dra- is that Dragon Ball Z, or is that just anime? It's anime, but it's not related to Dragon Ball Z. I was just looking him up. He's somebody who is ridiculously strong. He can't, like, fly, but he's just Right, he's basically a superhero. Uh, he's a guy who trained and trained and trained, and he's so incredibly strong that 
every single fight that he finds himself in literally ends with a single punch. Um, and so he's rather depressed about how, you know, how powerful he is and like nothing, nothing can even like touch him. It's a very interesting dynamic. It's sort of taking that Superman thing and flipping it on its head. This invincible, super strong, unstoppable hero who has no challenge presented to him. Um, it's very clever. So is he, is he like the Beast in Kung Fu Hustle? Because isn't that the whole conceit of the Beast in Kung Fu Hustle is he's looking for a challenge, and when he finds one, he's no longer a villain? Something like that. It's not, it's not okay. too far off, I guess. But it, it's entertaining. It's well done. Um, and it appeals a little bit to me. There's a lot of monsters on it. The, for an animated show, there is a fair bit of grossness and gore in some of the uh, fight sequences. So uh, it's it's good. I'm enjoying it quite a bit. I'm glad to hear. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, that's. Uh, I've I've thought I was watching the newsroom, which I like the first season of and part of the second season. And now I'm watching Tabletop. Tabletop. Are you familiar no. with that show? It's Will Will Wheaton. Okay. Will Will Wheaton. Wheaton. And it's literally just watching people play various board games. Ah. So like they've played Cards Against Humanity, and I know you hate ninety nine percent of all board games, but I like Cards I, Against Humanity. That's the one percent of the game <laughs> that you like. There's one other game I think we've played that I think you like. Yeah, we didn't play but, test this at all. I think was the name of it. Yes. Yeah. I was like, it's a very yeah. But they play other games where there's like a pandemic. They've got to try to yep. travel the world and cure. And they just played one I watched, which was Last Night on Earth, which is a zombie yep. okay. themed game. So, Have you watched again, The Good Place yet? Is that the Ted Danson show? Yeah. Kristen Bell? Uh-huh. Um, Mrs. Matthews has watched it. I have not, though. I wound up somehow walking in exactly at the end of season one that I figured Mother. out what the... Yeah, honestly, Sorry. I figured it out, like, the first or second episode of season one. Well, because you've watched The Twilight Zone. Well, yeah, pretty much. Because um, that's all it is. But it's still really, really it. well done, regardless of you of whether you see where it's going. It's very well done. It's, it's funny. It's got a point. And season two uh, is actually pretty damn good as well, uh, picking up from where season one concludes. So Interesting. All right. I watched uh, the Captain Marvel trailer. I saw that. I know. And? It looks, you know, fine. But I, at this point, and I am starting to feel like... I, I felt this way a little bit having recently finally watched Wonder Woman and sort of feeling like, okay, well, I feel like this is very similar to Captain America, albeit, you know, a different twist to it. But now I'm watching Captain Marvel and I'm, and I'm looking at that and seeing, again, shades... Of, of of Captain America in that, and I'm just I'm just wondering if if there are any more original stories that they could tell us with these no. characters. Some I think it was one of those honest trailers things pointed out that Doctor Strange is almost exactly in certain ways like the story beats are very similar to Iron yes. Man. Like all of these superhero movies are. Any origin story Correct. is just Iron and Man. And I'm just, at this point, I guess I am questioning the need to continue to give us origin stories. Um, 
even like Guardians of the Galaxy, okay. I mean, I guess ostensibly we did see the origin of the team in that movie. Mm -hmm. We saw them coming together, but we Mm -hmm. didn't spend a whole lot of time in the first film anyways with the backstory of how these people came to be who they are. You know what I mean? They just we just sort of came to them in this world with them as established characters and we just sort of witnessed them coming together as a group. Um I I would prefer maybe something more like that. You know what I mean? I'm done with the origin stories. I don't need Spider-Man to be rebooted again. I don't need to see Peter Parker get bitten by a spider, radioactive, DNA altered, or otherwise. I know Homecoming wasn't really technically an origin story. I was going to say, I don't remember seeing that part But in I only there. bring it up because they've rebooted that one so well, many times now. Well, and the, the big comic book news of the last few weeks is DC, Ben Affleck's out as Batman, uh, Henry, whatever his name is, is out as Superman, so they're eventually going to recast that, and I'm like, please, we don't need either of those origin stories no. either. And, I, and then the thing that they have been talking about is how Walking Phoenix is going to be the Joker, and at the same time, they're producing another movie in which Jared Leto will also be playing the Joker. Like, we don't need, I'm sorry, I don't, I, I don't want to speak for everybody, but I don't need multiple versions of the same character reimagined different ways on the cinematic screen. I just don't need it. Well, that's what it is. They're trying to go the comic book route of you can read different comic books to find this version of no, the Joker, no, that version of Batman. No, because what they're doing is actually just throwing all the shit they can at the wall and praying to God that something sticks. That's what they're doing. And frankly, it wreaks desperation. I didn't realize they were making another X-Men movie until I watched the Dark Phoenix trailer Oh, my trailer God. Today. I saw that, too. I didn't actually watch the trailer, but I saw a poster, and I was like... Because like, I think like the tagline on the poster was like, watch her turn on the X-Men or something like that. And I was like, we literally saw this in X-Men 3. <laughs> like, this is, I, I understand that they botched it horribly that time, and I understand yes. that there have and been then, several very it. good movies since then. But yes, in, 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 in which one? I think we've talked about this before. Which one is it? It's Days of Future Past. They literally wrapped it up at the end so that you ignore everything that happened in X-Men, at least three, if not even part of two. Yeah, I just again, I have no faith in the X-Men franchise anymore. I, I, I know they've had some good films. I'm just saying, I enjoyed Apocalypse was good. Uh, Days of Future Past was good. First, like the the new stuff has been not has been pretty good, but I'm like you're telling me a Dark Phoenix story and not referencing the Shi'ar Empire and Empress Lalandra and all of that sort of stuff. Now maybe that'll show up in there, but it doesn't seem like no. it. And I'm just like, uh, I liked Logan a whole lot when I finally watched that. Logan was good. Um, Did you watch Infinity War? No, hasn't shown up on Netflix yet. So. I actually don't think it's going to. I think Black Panther is the last Marvel film that will be on Netflix. Um, because of the the new Disney yeah, so streaming Honestly, channel. I don't know if I will see it. I'm not going to rent it. Can, can we talk about that? Digital rental prices, they're like $6. I, and, but like to buy the film, like, you know, once it comes down a little bit, is like usually like $12. When it's new, it's 20 do do you insist on HD when you make yes. your purchases? I one hundred percent insist on HD. Um, I will not waste my time watching your your petty fuel fewer pixels. 
I want all the pixels bombarding my eye sockets <laughs> and, and destroying my yeah, retinas d- with their detailed I glory. Say, I don't. I don't care. I'll, I'll pay the less two dollars. So no. I, don't have to. Um, I don't know. I liked Infinity War. I thought it I was watched good, uh, Black so. Panther, and um, while good, I again just had this feeling like it's another one of these. Story. I got. I, I don't know. That was well. No, it was Ant Man that I first noticed it. It's the it's Act Three is always guy in one suit fights guy in another version of the same suit. And like that was the thing. Like in Black Panther, I was like, "How did what was his name Killmonger? How did Killmonger yeah. even get into that suit? Like, how did he know that suit existed? Those suits." were created by his sister in that lab. There were brand new things. It seemed like they were a secret. Nobody knew about them. He chose between the two suits. Why she built two suits to begin with for one guy, I don't know. But past that, how did Killmonger, who just came into the kingdom two days ago, and and her sister being on the run with T'Challa, how would he have even known that's what those necklaces were? How to turn them on? How to activate them? How to pair it with his with himself? Like there there's no way he would have even had access to that suit as near as I can tell. Like it's Look, there's there's All a right. certain degree of suspension of disbelief that you need to have for a comic book movie, but when there are just gaping plot holes like that, that they just ignore and don't even try to address. It it right. riles me up. <clears throat> if you enjoyed the last two minutes, and I know that you did, <clears throat> go to patreon.com slash DDT wrestling, because I think what we might need to do, <laughs> whether it's a watch along or a thing, but like maybe even if it's just once a month or twice a month, we need to sit down. This is how we'll get you to watch all the Marvel movies is we'll have to podcast about them and we'll just go through because I I don't know. I think we need to watch them. We can take notes. You can pick them apart as only you can. And we'll, maybe we'll just make it for Patreon. Right. So wait, it's Patreon. But if you support it, you're a patron. I don't know. I've heard it both ways. What's the E for? What's the no e idea? Because you can't trademark it- patron.com. That's probably true. Yeah. But I have heard people refer to the people who donate to them on Patreon as Patreons. So it seems like it's sort of in the air in terms of what the official. I, I would be curious, patreon.com, if they have an official style guide which specifies the correct manner in which to refer to one who has donated to your Patreon. I'm back. I actually I don't know that answer to that question. That I I, I am curious. I think it's pa- I think it's patrons. Yeah. But I, it's just confusing. All Whatever. Right. Give me your money. Uh, please. We, we have a new we have a new patron. We do. We do. We do. I I I've been saying that two dollar tier is really going to come in handy. So yeah, just just wait just wait until Glenn changes it to the two dollar tier. <laughs> Glenn, don't do it. <laughs> Glenn, we need you. Uh, we have emails. We do. Podcast at ddtwrestling.com. I was hoping for a baker's dozen, but I really can't be sad about nine of them. A baker's dozen! Um, including a couple that I believe were sent last week, hoping to get... They were sent too late for last week's show. Mm. Uh, so the first one comes from our good buddy, Kevin Johnson. Hey, guys. Just... 
On way back from the DDT Bestie Tour was an epic trip and so good to meet some of the other besties. Currently, I have Wi-Fi on the plane, so I don't have a reason to miss out on an email. Please see below my current view. It's a wing of a plane. Can't wait for next one. And thanks to the Goyles for organizing and being great hosts. They may have broken my liver, but have given a lifetime of memories, plus a potential rash, which I will get some cream for when I get back. I have a question. The clock was really loud in the last pod. Have you moved the microphone closer to it? Thanks as always, Kev. What clock is he referring to? I'm assuming whatever this is is my fault. I'm presuming it's your fan dangly thing again. I've moved the thing. The cord is now just permanently. It is now, but which episode was even talking about? Not last week's episode. This is probably three weeks ago. Maybe two weeks ago. Yeah. Maybe two weeks ago. So I'm assuming that's what he took to be a clock. Usually, if there's an audio problem, it's my fault. Yeah. Uh, But I'm glad you enjoyed the. Unless it's a barking dog, in which case, that's all me. That's true. Um, All right. Our next one comes from. This is, I believe, a first time. Uh, emailer, but it's I think this is Papa Bear Burke who we we chat with on Twitter. Are we sure yeah. that this isn't just another Pav identity? No, I think this is Papa Bear Burke. Oh, okay. Hi guys, this question is for DC. Oh, well, yes. I'll stop reading then. Oh, hi. I've been meaning to ask this for a few weeks now, but with school in full swing, it kept slipping my mind. I believe ah yes. I, too, am an elementary school teacher, and I was actually setting up my classroom while listening to the episode where you were talking about how you write your plans. My question to DC is, is your grade level departmentalized, each teacher teaches a different subject, or are you, as I am, general ed and teach all subjects throughout the day? I look forward to your response. Thank you for entertaining me on the way to and from work. You're welcome. It is great to find a podcast that I can relate to. Educators who watch wrestling, even if it's more often than not background noise while completing other tasks. So is the podcast background noise, or is he saying we're talking about wrestling, but the wrestling talk is background noise? I think he's saying that we are the background noise. Well, we're happy to be the white noise. As of long your life. as we're being played. <laughs> P.S. Please never stop doing the list. It is quality entertainment, and I need you to see it through to completion for the sake of my commute. Sincerely, Burke, at Papa Bear Burke, sent from my iPhone. We didn't do a list this week. It's true. And honestly, uh, you had also mentioned me about a, a, a project perhaps tomorrow night. I am going to take a rain check on that as well. Uh, I really have, as I alluded to, some recording and editing that I've been trying to get through and I really want to be able to focus on it the rest of this week. So uh, I'll take a rain check. Uh, to answer Burke's question, um, do I am not departmentalized, though we have talked about it. Uh, my age group, it would be awkward to departmentalize. Uh, they're a little young. But we've talked about it. I, I enjoy teaching writing, and the other teachers I work with don't. And so I have offered to teach writing to everybody, provided somebody teaches math, which, as everyone knows, is not my forte. So, (laughs) uh, but no, I teach everything. I teach, you know, we say all subjects throughout the day, but one of the big things, as Burke will understand, is there is just, there are too many subjects to fit into one day. So I I teach as much as I can in the day, but yes, I teach everything to answer the question. I'm not sure why it was called lesson plans, but... 
All right. So our next email comes from another relative newbie to this. It's uh, Mags. Mags and Bags. Hi, Doc. DC. Thanks for answering the questions I asked last time. I just wanted to follow up and let you know that I don't actually have a podcast. I have a podcast addiction. I listen to way too many for it to be considered normal or healthy. Thank God, Mags. We need people like you. But what number is that? That's my question. Doc Manson, I'll ask you. What is the number? What is the number? How many podcasts do you regularly listen to a week? Mm. As I pull out my phone. <laughs> yeah, I actually don't know offhand. I have to look that up. It used to be a lot more. I will say I listen to many much less these days. Um, I listen to one, two, three, four, five, six, six. I listen to six shows these days. Let me see. I'm one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. I'm actually at six myself. And and two of those are Kevin Smith podcasts, which are not necessarily every single week. Yeah. Four of those are about video games, three of which are technically from the same site, although the podcasts have different casts of people on it. One is a skepticism slash science show, and the other one is a Smodcast adjacent uh, show called Tell Em Steve Dave. That's the... Brian and Walt one, right? Yeah, but I don't actually listen to any of Kevin Smith's podcasts at this point. I've got uh, a show where a chef interviews people. I've got a show where they're talking about the West Wing. I've got, of course, the New Age Insiders affiliate, uh, our NAI pod. I'm assuming you just skipped over that because you know that that would, of course, be in your rotation. Proud affiliates of us, right? I don't listen to the New Age Insiders. Well, it's been fun. Um, <laughs> I've got the the Fat Man Beyond, which is the new version of Fat Man on Batman. Yeah. I do have Smodcast, though I really just pick and choose which ones. And then I have two that I'm not subscribed to because I'm listening chronologically. Um, one is in a more atheism podcast, and one is that Stephen Fry one I talked about a few weeks ago. Huh. So, yeah, so I got about six. Okay, then. Um, so, I was, so, Mags, how many? You don't need to list them all, because we're not going to know who any of them are. You never but, know. Um, all right. As a follow-up to the microwave burrito question, Bam Matters and his jackass cohorts made a movie called Haggard, in which a reversed microwave was invented, although I do question the science behind it. I think he means Bam Margera, and I think that auto-corrected. Because huh. Bam, Bam Margera is the guy from Jackass. Is it? I would have assumed yeah. it was just Bam Matters. I have no idea. Um, I've never seen an episode of Jackass. Um, this leads me to a question for the next episode. Are there any impulse or whimsical perches that you have made that became something that you use regularly? For example, I bought a woolly beanie hat that has Bluetooth headphones built into it. The best five pounds I've spent in a long time. Apologies for the wall of text and keep on keeping on salutations, Mags. Are you an impulse buyer, Doc Manson? How long have you known me? I know the answer. I'm just asking you <laughs> to tell them. Uh, no. No, I am not an impulse buyer. I research everything until I'm so sick of it that I give up and end up not purchasing anything at all, which is why I'm still using this computer from like seven years ago. I, I, can, I can impulse... I can impulse buy. I can I can fall fancy to whimsy, but thankfully for me, <clears throat> I I fall f- victim to to cheap whimsy. Mm. Uh, so I, I am say, the opposite. 
I would say, you know, I've got the Bluetooth headphones, but I was getting really tired of the fact that the battery would not charge. So then I bought a second pair. And then I lost one. And so then I bought a third pair and then found the second pair. So I now have three pairs of the exact same red Bluetooth headphones that I just, like, one is always charging and I just keep swapping them out. That works. Hey. So I, I, I can't say that's a, you know, it's a <clears throat> practical purpose. I'm using them to listen to the podcast we just talked about. But yeah, I mean, I will hem and haw about something forever and ever and ever and but when i finally do decide to buy something it's like okay i'm just gonna go do this you know what i mean like it's just okay we're getting this done we're doing it now so I, in some ways that's sort of an impulse buy because once i finally make the decision it's just happening you know what i mean yes it's a well re it's a well researched impulse buy right but like more recently like we did replace the television downstairs and that was one of those things where i've been looking at it forever and ever and ever and then finally one day i was like i'm just gonna do this um so that's it's kind of impulsive, but yeah. Mm, I, I, I after a conversation we recently had, I impulse bought um, the Hitchhikers series hmm. on, you know, in book form. But again, that's less than twenty bucks to buy the book. Thanks, right, thank you, right. Amazon. Um, I went out and purchased Fire Pro Wrestling, and then went and traded that in to pick up Spider Man. So really, yeah. Fire Pro was not your cup of tea. I there were certain aspects of it I really enjoyed. And certain aspects of it want so they have the 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 kind of round robin style tournament, but it turns out you can only be one person in the tournament. All the other matches you have to watch them do. Hmm. So you're sitting and watching video game wrestling, and I'm like, no, I'm good. <laughs> All right. So no, yeah, now I'm just enough. doing flips around New York City. All, All right. right. Our next email comes from a good buddy, Brandon Banks. Am I reading this because it says DC first? No, I can read it. I just I didn't realize you'd already clicked on it, so I clicked on the next unread one, which was from Beverly, oh. Dakota, and so I was very confused. But Brandon Banks says, DC, I hope you do know that I never want the list to end, ever. <clears throat> That's two. Two people. <laughs> as happy as it would make Doc, a life without the list is like a day... Oh, wait. Without the sun? Wait, so a whole life without the list is only as bad as a single day without the sun? That doesn't sound that bad. Honestly, I mean, that sounds like, okay, a single day, I get past that, and a whole lifetime of days. I mean, that's fine. Uh, there's only one thing worse in this universe, and that's no DDT at all. Few will understand or even catch that reference, but anyway, keep up the work. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> I didn't say good work. No, Whatever not. you're doing, keep doing it. Um, I don't even know what reference he's referring to. Well, neither do Is it I. Because we call ourselves the DDT universe, or I don't know. All right, uh, we we have two emails from Beverly, Dakota. I am so so looking forward to episode one fifty. Is it the Aunt Jemima pancakes? Uh, did you Google the reference? I just get. I just Googled. There's only one thing worse in this universe, and uh, Aunt, Jemima Aunt Jemima pancakes thing. without the syrup. Is like the spring without the fall. There's only one thing worse in the universe, and that's no Aunt Jemima at all. I think that is the reference. That's the Good top. That's the top result on Bing. Brandon Banks. We googled that for you. I hope <laughs> that's what you're talking about. All right. All right. This is a lengthy one, so I'll just go ahead. I'm really looking forward to episode 150. Uh, this one is titled "Historic Announcement." Okay. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Beverly Dakota and Company signing in here. You're probably wondering why I have company. I am back home after a great festival last week. 
We really tore the roof off of Edwin's, and we are very happy with how great DDT is doing. Take this time to pat yourselves on the back. I'll wait. Pat, 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 pat. We promised an, an announcement that would change the landscape of DDT wrestling forever. And that is... We are taking over this podcast as the new hosts. That is right. <laughs> when the 150th episode of DDT airs in five weeks, listeners will hear our voices as you both will be orally retired. We believe you guys are no longer good enough, and we aim to put you out of your misery and bring a new wave to DDT wrestling. Well, I got our number, DC. That includes Oscar. You will be replaced by my dog, Kettle. Doc, remember before the 100th episode of DDT, you promised it would be the last. Your 149th will be. It's true. We have loved lulling you into a false sense of security these past few months because DDT no longer belongs to the people. It belongs to us. Say goodbye, boys, because we know where you live and what you look like and guarantee that when the 150th episode of DDT Wrestling airs, you will not be hosting. All listeners, Glenn, Danielle, etc., please use the hashtag NewDDT or Goodbye DC and Doc. Next week, Bethany will be informing everyone of the DDT reform decree. Oh, and Mrs. Manson stays, as we are the new four horsewomen. Goodbye, gentlemen. Friday, October 26th will be an interesting day, and that's what I will call Shocktober. So when Mrs. Manson joins the other three as the four horsewomen of DDT wrestling, uh, will I still get to feature occasionally on the show as I bring her delicious delectable treats? I could fill that role. I'm okay with it. I gotta tell you, like, at first reading that, I was like, hey, how dare you? What is what is this? And then the more I read about it, the more I was like, I could play more video games. Yeah. I could read. I could actually watch wrestling. We could go back to not speaking to each other for like another good 10 years. Now, that's the part that I don't <laughs> want. Because that was the case. We'd see each other like twice a year. Pretty much. Maybe. And we'd be like, yeah, we should get together more often. All right. See and you in June. And we didn't. <laughs> uh, she has a follow-up. Oh, and I forgot. As far as our announcement is concerned, we will be flying into Massachusetts next week to make our speech. Keep your eyes peeled and sleep with your eyes open. While you enjoy Massachusetts, let us know if anything's good there. <laughs> I'm not aware of anything good there. Massachusetts, the nutmeg state. As everyone knows. <laughs> That's what we call it. All right. Well, we've got five weeks. So really what you should be doing is you should be um, supporting our Patreon for the last five weeks of our, our run. And then you should be sending us emails letting us know what you want us to talk about. Because if we only have like five episodes left, you've got anything you want us to weigh in on, you need to tell us now. Podcast at DDTWrestling.com. Time is short. Our next email comes from Glenn Abbott, and it's titled, That's Awful. Hi, guys. My question for this week is a short one. What is the worst wrestling gimmick you have ever seen? Thanks as always, Glenn. Glenn, Bubby, baby, you know how we feel about bad wrestling gimmicks. <laughs> Somebody's going to say Mantar, and we're going to punch him in their stupid face. Yeah, I mean, if I had to really pick a worst wrestling gimmick... It might be something like Bastion Booger, just because it was gross. 
I was going to go with Giant Gonzalez. Okay. There wasn't much redeeming about that. We're going to put you in a bodysuit with painted on muscles because you don't have a lot of def- definition yourself. And instead of trunks, we're just going to put a patch of hair <laughs> over your junk. Yeah. <laughs> so while I there is a soft spot in my heart for the former El Gigante, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with Giant Gonzalez. All right. Uh, our next email comes from one of our besties, Danielle. Hola. I've now started associating DDT podcasts with grocery shopping. When I went shopping at Target yesterday, yes, no, ether day. yes, ether yes, day. ether day. Speaking of Giant Gonzalez, speaking of ether, who had the cloth with ether to knock out the Undertaker. Okay. As I was shopping at Target, yes, ether day, I was slightly bummed out that I didn't have a pair of headphones with me, so I could listen to some Patreon episodes and the latest episode of the list. Do we have Patreon episodes? <laughs> have you been posting no. episodes that I'm not aware of? Uh, maybe the pre... Was it pre-SummerSlam? Maybe. Maybe that's what she's maybe. talking about. So I'm currently to the mid-2000s of Rise War episodes on the WWE Network. I found the buildup of the Fatal 4-Way Elimination Match for WrestleMania 2000 entertaining. How Mick Foley wasn't added to the title match until two weeks before Mania. I actually find that entire McMahon-Hensley era fascinating. My only dilemma with all the raw episodes I've watched since 1997 is that the McMahons are consistently in a major part of the story. I would argue that was still the case today, or at least it was this year before Mania. What would you guys think can be done to bring B, a.k.a. compelling, WWE stories if All you right, could so study wait hold on wait stop because <laughs> she's asking a, a lot of different questions okay. so let's stop okay. there we'll stop um how can we bring back a compelling wwe stories i'm my my answer to that danielle is watch smackdown not the one night in milwaukee but aj styles and samoa joe is a pretty compelling storyline is it I think so. Samoa Joe going to AJ Styles' house and abusing his family. Has that ever been compelling? I don't know. I find the whole thing, I found it interesting. I didn't, truth be told, I did not watch the family thing just because I didn't. But, um, and again, it depends on what your definition of compelling is. Was was it compelling when Steve Austin came to Brian Pillman's house and Brian Pillman pulled out a gun? No. Like you've said in recent episodes, you've watched the <laughs> Attitude Era, and some of it's just not very good. Uh, the, yeah. Do you find it compelling that they're going to bring back Shawn Michaels is going to be in Triple H's corner and Kane is going to be in The Undertaker's corner, and it's entirely possible we're going to get a DX versus Brothers of Destruction match in 2018? No. So, I don't know. what The, the problem is... I don't know if the world is too big. I I don't know if you can write a storyline that's going to be compelling to everybody. I think the way that you make compelling television is by first creating compelling characters. Um, if you have characters that people are invested in, the stories will naturally be compelling almost no matter what it is. Uh, I Recently, not that recent really, but 
you know, Daniel Bryan, WrestleMania 30. The only reason why people care about that is because they were behind Daniel Bryan. Um, and that's, I think, a big problem with WWE is, look, I'm not going to go out on a limb here and say that I hate Brock Lesnar or I hated his title reign. I was fine with it. But it's not very compelling when people can't see him. Nobody was really behind him as champion because he was never around. Same thing with Roman Reigns. Like, yes, don't get me wrong, he's got his fans, but he splits enough of the audience that he's never going to have widespread widespread enough support that you're really going to get that feeling of momentum behind him. Um, you need to have guys like Braun Strowman at the forefront of the company if you want that television to be compelling, mm-hmm. my opinion. I am sure a lot of people thought it was compelling this past week on Raw that they tried to plant some seeds of doubt in the head of Dean Ambrose that he was, you know, he didn't need the shield. They were just taking advantage of him and all of that. They they put it in kind of a time compressor. They tried to get three work three weeks worth of storytelling done in a single night because then they turned it around on Drew McIntyre and tried to plant the seeds of doubt in Drew McIntyre's head. Uh, so I get it. But, you know, a lot of people would find that compelling. So I think is it compelling to split up a team that has split up like three or four times on their own in the past? Is that compelling still? I, I don't I, know. I believe there are many, many people who find the shield. Dean I, Ambrose I specifically. You. What you're saying is characters. correct. Do, you are, you are, are, correct. are you and I going to be those people? No. Yeah. No, that's fair. So I don't. I don't mean to cut, take anything away from it because you're right. There are yeah. probably plenty of people out there. Who for whom mm-hmm. that is good, compelling television. And Danielle, if they wanted to get rid of 60% of the talent, have one show that had two episodes a week, and have every writer focused on that show, they could probably come up with more compelling things. But you need two shows once a week for five hours. So I think it is more difficult to do now. For sure. If you could study any one of these world regions, which one would you prefer? India, China, Egypt, Mesoamerica, or Mesopotamia? Fun fact, these are the five areas where civilization and writing began in the BCE era. Um, I would probably go with, I don't know, China, probably. Because they're, you know, incredibly large and populous and... Um, mm-hmm. I feel like a good part of the future of this world probably depends on China. So I think it would be interesting to know about their history more than I certainly currently do. Well, and interestingly enough, because I've studied some of this a little bit, the Chinese had some interesting advances, you know, not to get total history nerd on you, but too late after, you know, after the great migration where people went off. In many of these places, things began at about the same time. People began to settle in certain, you know, settle into communities and cities and things, all of that sort of stuff. China kind of, if I remember correctly, had its own timeline where they were doing things. They did some things well before everybody else, and they did some things well after everybody else. So China would be interesting. I'm always interested in Mesoamerica, the people who managed to cross the Bering Strait and make it down into Central America, South America. Um, so I enjoy it. I have a book that I need to actually read uh, about those people. So, question for Doc. How is the transition with new recipes and dieting going? Tried a new roasted bell pepper recipe this week, stuffed bell peppers with rice and cheese, which was a nice change. 
Yeah, um, it's going pretty well. I have to admit, I cheat probably a little bit more often than I should. Have a little bit of gluten here and there, but I've I have found that I'm able to to tolerate it in small doses. Um, so that's good. But yeah, for the most part, I am sticking to it. Um, I I've, I have at this point sort of reintroduced egg in as far as inside of baked goods i'm not going to sit down and have a quiche or you know a plate of scrambled eggs should you because eggs are terrible yeah well i I like them but but yeah so that's not going to happen but overall it's going pretty well i i I don't necessarily think i've lost a ton of weight or anything i haven't been exercising like i was before that's something i need to probably get back uh on the wagon for but uh overall yeah it's going pretty well can't complain Eating a lot more beans than I used to. That's for sure. Lots of different recipes. Do you have a favorite bean? My favorite bean is probably the pinto bean, but I eat a lot of black beans as well. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite bean? I was going to say black. We've gotten on a veggie burger kick yeah. lately. There's a spicy black bean veggie burger that I am rather fond of. I had a, a veggie burger for the first time a couple weeks ago, uh, and it was... It was good, kind of garlicky, but I mean, I'm sure mm-hmm. it all depends on how you make your patty. But it was, it was tasty. I would eat it again. I don't know. I yeah. still like a good burger, but you know, I love Danielle because she asks like multiple questions. Some wrestling, some not. I, I don't know. I, I enjoy. I will miss Danielle's questions when we are ousted from our podcast. Yes, I will too. Uh, Patreon idea would also love to hear Mrs. Manson answer to the food question as well. That would be interesting because as someone who was such a baking fan, she seemed to enjoy baking. Maybe she just liked making you happy, but she seemed to enjoy baking. I think she took it as a challenge rather than... Yeah, but I think she makes... I think she bakes for me less now than she did before, which only makes sense, but that's not a bad thing. Only because, you know, you don't always need to have baked goods around. It's not that healthy for you. I made a banana bread the other day. I've made three banana breads in the last few weeks, and I really need to stop. <laughs> banana bread is so good. I, it's very good. You put anything it, in it, or is it just banana and bread? like Chocolate chips. Oh, that's a good choice. Who are you talking to? I put chocolate chips in everything. Pancakes, chocolate chips. <laughs> Waffles, chocolate chips. <laughs> oh, my wedding day. Philly cheesesteak, chocolate chips. Gross. Cheers, yeah. Danielle. Getting getting made fun of by your dad hurt. Yeah, well, it makes you feel any better. He's old and will die soon. Nope, doesn't make me feel better <laughs> at all. Now I feel worse. All right. Our final email comes from our good buddy Jeremy titled Genetics. I've always been a Haku guy, even a Meng guy. All he lacked from getting a world title run, in my opinion, was being able to cut a promo. In contrast to Haku, his son... Tama Tonga is very capable on the stick. It got me wondering how great it would have been to have Haku's brutal ass kicking ring style combined with Tama's presence and personality. I posed this question on the Twitter machine earlier this week. If you could combine one trait from an ex-wrestler parent with one trait from a current wrestler son or daughter, what would that be? Sent from my iPhone while sitting on my couch and waiting to leave to watch my daughter's dance line dance at halftime at the middle school football game. Thanks, Jeremy. Are you looking up Tamatanga? Yes, because I didn't think he was. So he is the adoptive son of Haku. 
Tonga Loa. So Camacho, do you remember Camacho? Of course. Who teamed with Huna, who teamed with Hunico? <laughs> Hunico and Camacho. They, they came were the out ones on a who bicycle. Ro- the the tricycles. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Camacho is the legit biological son of Haku. Tamatonga, who's the long he looks like a skinny Roman Reigns. Okay. From New Japan. You've probably seen pictures of him on I'm Twitter. sure. Um <clears throat> he is the adopted son. Okay. Of of them. Um but yeah, so let me actually get to the so question. So I'm here. guessing um that would make the title here genetics a little less true. I I well, okay, to be fair, he's Haku's nephew who was adopted as a oh, son okay. or daughter. All right, all right, so okay, genetics okay. is true. Okay. If you could combine one trait from an ex-wrestler parent with one trait from a current wrestler son or daughter, what would that be? Oh, well, easy. I would take uh, Ted DiBiase Jr., and I would give him the talent of being good from his father. Okay. I hate you for a variety of reasons. A, it's not a current wrestler, and B... <laughs> That was going to be my loophole. You're welcome. Because <laughs> I, I was like, I would take Ted DiBiase Jr.'s body and put Ted DiBiase's talent in there. <laughs> what can I say? You looked, at Ted like. Di- you looked at Ted DiBiase Jr. and you went, this is going to be good. He looks a little bit like Randy Orton. If he's anything like Ted DiBiase, he is going to be somebody to watch. And then he wasn't. He wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I would take Bo Dallas and put him in the IRS shirt <laughs> with the suspenders. <laughs> Give him the briefcase, the too. Yes. And Bob Backlund is a manager. Yep. I'm done. I done. walk away. That's pretty good. I like it. Oh, man. What's your piece of positivity heading into the weekend there, my friend? I think my piece of positivity remains what it was before. I'm very excited uh, for the Sound Scary podcast. Uh, I'm having a lot of fun creating this podcast with GQ. And I'm really looking forward to unleashing it upon the world. I'm very excited to hear it. But if the production value is better than this, <laughs> I will come to you with many questions. Because you were like, I'm writing and editing. And I'm like, what, what about our show? Where, where's, our where's show all the writing requires and... neither of those things. <laughs> that's true. And I do think that's what makes the show good. But you're like, I'm putting all this time into it. And I'm like, that's time you could spend, I don't know tweeting or <laughs> i have been tweeting just not about wrestling true also true uh, my piece of positivity is about wrestling i'm going to go ahead i was going to mention the excellent tag team match between the revival and uh mcintyre and ziggler but we already talked about that so i will talk about the fact that the authors of pain went from guys who were just squashing people to wrestling in the main event of raw with Baron Corbin against the Shield and looking darn good doing it. One of the guys, the guy in the she- in the Authors of Pain who does not look like D'Lo Brown. Ah, uh, Drake Maverick. One? No. <laughs> well, I fulfilled, no, just, I fulfilled all of your requirements based on that description. Watching the four of them walk out. Yeah. And it's like, ha, ha. Hello. Ha. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, but no, Razar. Is his name? He's he's somebody. I'm like, I, I got my eye on you because he's he's real good. good. And they made they made it out like when Roman Reigns got tagged in, they were like, oh man, it's the battle of the heavyweights. And I'm like, this guy is two of him in every dimension. Every dimension, yes, yeah. So, 
Uh, but yeah, good for the authors of pain. So hopefully right. we can capitalize on that. Uh, so I think I think we're good. Anything else I'm missing? I think I think we've wrapped up another good show. One of the final shows for DC and Doc. While you can, becomes... you should follow us on Twitter. I am Doc Manson at Doc Manson. He is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. You can hear all of our past episodes all the way up through 149 while we're still hosting the show at ddtpod.com. Uh, I would also encourage you, if you've enjoyed what you've heard, and how could you, head on over to patreon.com forward slash ddtwrestling to send us some shekels, dollars, pounds, pesos, whatever that funny money they have down in Australia is called. Send it our way. We would love to have it. And there's there's stuff on there. Like, we've got some color-coded spreadsheets, which I'm sure everyone loves. There's that calendar that anyone can see, so you know how much wrestling there is left to go through. Did you ever end up adding the start times of those shows to that calendar? I believe so. Although now I can't see the calendar. (laughs) Did I not put it in there? Did I just... (laughs) DC is now locked out of the Patreon feed. There it is. No, I found it. Uh, Yeah, I put the start times for the shows that I was aware of. Excellent. So I know that the crown... Not Crown Jewel. Uh, Super Show Australia begins at 5 a.m. Eastern Time. Well, on you'll be Saturday watching that. Saturday the 6th, I will be. Um, Evolution starts at 7, Doc. I will. Uh, wait, so you said 5 a.m. Saturday morning? Yeah. Okay, so we don't often do this because, you know, pay-per-views uh, don't really don't really match up with your preferred time but hey i'm gonna go ahead and invite you on over to manson manor if you can get over here at 5 a.m i will be awake to watch the the family jewels with you that's not the show oh uh what is it called this is this this is super showdown australia okay well whatever i will watch that with you if you come on over to manson manor for 5 a.m don't tempt me uh yeah evolution crown jewel is at 12 p.m they haven't announced the start time for Survivor Series, but I have to imagine it's going to be 7 a.m. But there is, if you're ready, Doc Manson, starting October 1st, starting Monday, there are only 120.5 hours of wrestling left to watch this year. That's it, huh? Hmm. Unless they add something else, which is entirely possible. Seems likely. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at these DC Matthews. Head on over to Patreon. Send us some emails. We love you there, folks, and until we meet again, my friends, won't you be our bestie?